most people are focusing on the shots that they took that they missed. And they're like, well, I suck because I missed the game-winning shot. Instead of focusing on the times that you nailed the game-winning shot. Welcome to the Diamond Life Mentor. I'm your host, Balage de Bicardos, and I've got something to share with you. And it just might be the key to unlocking more freedom in your life. I'll show you the way. Hey, what's going on? Welcome back to another episode of the Diamond Life Mentor Podcast. I'm your host, Balage de Bicardos, and today I wanted to discuss this very powerful topic around making sure that your past does not have to equal your future. And what I'm talking about here is that when we look at our lives and we look at people that we know, our family, our friends, our coworkers, there is one of two types of people. There are people that repeat the patterns of their childhood. They repeat the patterns of previous generations in their family's lineage and essentially make the same mistake again and again and again. They have similar circumstances, similar traumas. They're passing things on to their own children that their parents passed on to them. And there is this very repetitive nature of limited progress, limited evolution. And I think that that's one of the saddest realities of certain people and certain families because we are meant to progress. We are meant to grow. We are meant to pass the baton from as far as we could possibly take everything in our own lives and then passing those lessons on to our children so they don't have to repeat those same lessons and learn the same things for themselves, but rather passing the baton and saying, this is how far I've been able to evolve This is how far I've been able to grow. And now it's your turn to take this baton and take it much further until you have children, until you start your own family. And that's how I feel generational wealth is created, but not just in terms of money or freedom or time, but also in terms of quality of life, quality of relationships, improving your health, being able to take the most important things that truly matter and prioritizing them in our lives, in our calendars, what we do, how we do it, what we learn, what we explore. And I feel like so often people don't realize that they are repeating those same patterns because of a lack of awareness and also a lack of intentional learning and growth so that that doesn't actually repeat itself. So I'll give you an example. When I shared my story previously on the Diamond Life origin story episode. There was a lot of things that happened to me in my life as a child, growing up with my family, etc. And there are many things that have happened to you also from where you were born, how you grew up, what your parents' and family's circumstances were, what your relationships were like with people that you love, and what were your voids? What did you feel like you were missing out on? And I think that often what we do is we either repeat those same things and create those same traumas, same pains, same struggles in the future. But often what happens to some individuals, which is a really small percentage of the population, I'd say probably, you know, 5% or less of overall population is they turn that pain 
into their power, they really do their very best to figure out why did this happen? What does it mean? What can I learn from this? What's the lesson? And then solving for that and filling that void with that solution. So often what happens when you hear people's stories or their autobiographies, self-made millionaires, successful entrepreneurs, all kinds of people that went on to create quote unquote success in the eyes of other people and you dig into their past, you dig into their story, you'll often find when they were young, they came from troubled backgrounds. Maybe they were abused. Maybe they really didn't have a lot of money and things like this or quality time with their parents or they were growing up in a neighborhood where there was a lot of crime and gangs and drugs and all this kind of stuff. And then they turned that and said, you know what? I'm going to figure out how to not repeat this in the future and create a better reality for myself when I'm an adult, when I become a father or a parent. And I think that's so important for all of us to recognize is that when we operate from a place of fear, we are really operating in our memories, in our past, and we feel we are worthy or not worthy based on what our past actually shows us we are capable of. So if you are going through many years of, of struggle or a season of challenge and you feel like, who are you to think that you can become somebody great? Who are you to think that you can go on and become a millionaire, multimillionaire, become successful, become a leader that other people listen to and follow and so on. We usually take what we know about ourselves and our history, aka our past, and use that to determine whether or not we can be successful in the now moving into the future. And I'm here to tell you it doesn't have to be that way. It is an optional choice that you have. And when we can look back at our mess from the past and turn our mess into our message, we can transmute so much of this so-called pain and and struggle and adversity and things that we're not necessarily proud of, but they've really developed who we are. They've developed our character. They've developed our values. They've developed so much of our essence as our personality has grown of what truly matters, right? And so from there, what we need to look at is who do you actually want to become and stepping into that individual now. So I'll give you some examples from my life. Up until the age of 25, as you heard in the Diamond Life origin story, I had no track record to really show me in terms of substantial accomplishments that I was capable of much. There, there seemed to be a pretty grim outlook on my future if all I was going to do is look at my past. But what I encourage you to do right now is flip the script on this and completely reframe it so you build yourself up and you actually focus on the parts of your past that you showed signs of greatness. You showed signs that you were capable, that you were ambitious, that you were motivated, that when you put your mind to something, you were able to actually make that happen and achieve that goal. And there are so many examples of this in your life. And there are so many examples of it that I had to find in my life. And it could be things that we think are insignificant or kind of silly or small. For example, you might have had a homework project when you were in grade school 
and you were really passionate about it and you put your best effort forward, you stayed up late, you got creative, you problem solved with some other people in your class and you put together this epic project for, for school. And there was this little glimpse of passion during the time that you did that project. That's one example. Or maybe there was like some sports activities where you were training and, and uh, practicing and going out into the driveway, shooting hoops when it was getting dark in the summer and trying to improve your skills. And you did that. Maybe you made it on to tryouts for something, whether it was sports or something different. There are so many examples, but what happens often is we bury those things and almost believe that it was luck. It was a fluke. It was an accident because we beat ourselves up so much. Our self-confidence is so low. Our self-esteem is so low that we don't actually look at that as an example of who we are and who we are capable of, but we look at it as like a lucky thing that happened by accident, right? And I'm here to tell you that that's really your true nature. That is who you are meant to be. That is your optimal self that we can continue to pursue and improve in that particular way. So make a list. This is a, a fun little exercise that you can do. And I call it the, the list that gets you right back into your highest self, essentially. So make a list of all of the things that you're proud of yourself for. All of the things that you can remember, that you can think of, whether you got the job, you asked someone out on a date and they said yes, maybe that's how you found your current partner and spouse. You know, all the things that seemed unlikely, like the odds were stacked against you, but you did it anyways. You had the courage to step up, to try your best, and things actually worked out for you and you did achieve it, right? It's like having a winning record or a losing record. Most people are focusing on the shots that they took that they missed. And they're like, well, I suck because I missed the game-winning shot. Instead of focusing on the times that you nailed the game-winning shot and looking at your averages like, okay, every five times that I attempted something, four times went my way and one time didn't go my way. And you can actually not manufacture it because you want to be honest and keep your integrity and not make up lies but you can reframe things to actually be empowering for you so you build yourself up instead of breaking yourself down. It's quite as simple as taking all the things that you think are wrong about you or not as good as other people about you and actually reframing it and saying like, I'm actually unique, I'm, I'm a genius and I apply my wisdom and I know that I'm capable, I know that I can do something, I know that I'm one of a kind I'm God's highest form of creation. And if I just focus on that part of myself, then I can go on and do incredible things in the present, in the now, and also moving into the future. So how many things can you put on a list that empowers you and reminds you of who you truly are? That's really important. And then the next piece here is around how do we actually build up our self-confidence? How do we build up our self-esteem so that we are proud of who we are right now. And a really big part of this is your integrity with yourself, your integrity with saying and doing what you said you're going to do. So it can start off with very small things and it could be simple daily acts like waking up in the morning and making your bed as an example, or brushing your teeth or going for a 45 minute walk or getting in 10,000 steps per day 
or drinking, you know, a gallon of the best water in the world every single day. Those are little habits that you can control and measure. And as you continue to complete them, even on the days that you don't want to, you don't feel like it, but you do it anyways, it actually builds up this reputation you have with yourself of when I say it, whether it's a promise to someone else or a promise to myself, I'm going to do it. And this starts to build up this character trait that you are trustworthy, you are reliable, you are somebody that other people can also depend on, but you can depend on yourself. And this is part of transforming who you can become as opposed to dictating that, oh, in my past, I was a loser. In my past, I abused drugs or drank alcohol or I partied or I was reckless with my money or I didn't treat people well or right or I was a bully or any of the things that you may have done at one stage in your life in the past does not have to dictate who you are now and who you can become. And when you not hide from your past, but you actually use it as part of your story that, hey, look, even someone like myself can become great. Even someone like myself can turn my life around. And a lot of you right now are hiding from certain things in your past, but it's still coming up and sabotaging you in your current businesses, in your current goals, because you kind of haven't owned it, admitted it, and then overcame it by saying it is what it is, but I'm no longer this individual. And there's a humanness to that, right? There's a lot of relatability to that. And so no matter what your darker parts of your history or past are, or whether it's generationally passed down, for example, often you will see that alcoholism and, and drugs or those kinds of things are being passed on from our parents and our grandparents, and it's a generational thing. But then in some cases, what you see is that let's say there's two siblings in a family that has like alcohol problems. One of the siblings will say, I'm never touching the stuff because I don't want to be like my father. And I see what has happened to him and how he treats me and how he treats my mom or whatever. Right. And then the other sibling is like, well, my dad always did it. So I'm going to do it also. So very similar circumstances, but a very different approach. One of them is saying, I'm not going to let my past dictate my future. And the other one says, well, my past has to equal my future because that's just all I know. And it must just be that way. And so in your life, you have to be mindful of this, where if you grew up, you know, in a poverty, in a low income household where money was an issue, there are for sure a hundred percent some limiting beliefs that you have about money, some lack of financial literacy and awareness that you have for sure. Every single person has that. And what happens is that we, if we don't embrace it and go into the fire or go directly into this place that is uncomfortable, there's never going to be a way for you to overcome that. And so you might think to yourself, well, I'm not the same as my parents when it comes to money. In fact, you most likely probably are, and you don't even realize it. Like you probably have similar spending habits, or you probably have a way to self-sabotage yourself from not earning more income, or you have a way of making excuses around the skills that you need to develop to actually be able to go and get yourself into a different financial bracket and create more freedom and things like this. So you have to be very mindful of like, how 
are you repeating patterns and have you truly broken those down and broken through? And a real easy way to be able to to notice this and, and something that I do myself is I pay attention to my annual growth. And so when you look at your life, how similar is last year and the year before and the year before and the year before to where you currently are in different aspects of your life? You know, when it comes to your finances, are you earning the same amount of money? Has it been going up? Have you been learning more about it? Have you been changing your priorities around what you're doing with your income, how you're growing it, how you're saving it, how you're multiplying it, and all these types of things? Or is it very repetitive, like every year is the same, I do the same thing as last year, I'm stuck in my little bubble, I'm super comfortable with what I do, I don't really focus on growth, I don't really focus on learning new things. And that is a clear indication that you're falling into this pattern of most likely something that you witnessed your parents or your family experiencing as well, where there was this redundancy of it's the same old, same old, nothing new, repeat the same week, repeat the same month, repeat the same year, and you're just getting older. And I think that when I look back on me being introduced to personal growth, personal development, understanding myself and actually embracing this unknown of like, who am I? Why do I do what I do? Uh, why do I believe what I believe? Why am I the way I am when it comes to these different elements of, of life in general? And by asking those tough questions, I sometimes found tough answers. You know, I found things that were shocking and not what I wanted to find. But by finding it first, I was able to go, okay, well, how can I grow from this? How can I evolve and change? For you guys right now who are listening, I want you to think about if you were to give yourself a, a score on how much you're letting your past currently rule your mind or your confidence or your belief in yourself or what you believe to be possible for your life and in the future, you know, how much power is that having on you? Are you not thinking about the past very much at all? Is it something on your mind constantly? Are you going into certain situations or circumstances when you're making a decision of, I want to, but last time I did, it never worked out for me. So this time I won't do it. Does that make sense? So a lot of the time, we are afraid to make the same mistakes again based on the past. But if you become a new person with a new outlook, with a new set of skills, with a new perspective, then that means that you are going to show up in that decision, that circumstance as a different person. So your past no longer dictates your self today. So I think that this is really important. And when I look at some of the things that have happened in my childhood and like throughout my life in general, I always wanted to become somebody who could avoid the same things happening to me. As an example, you know, my dad, he passed away at 54 years old. He passed away from, from, from cancer. He wasn't very health focused. He didn't really learn that much about health. He didn't really care that much about health. You know, he, he drank I wouldn't say he was like full on abusive or anything like that, but it was definitely like a regular habit addiction or something like that, where it was, he drank a lot. And I think that when, when he was eating, he didn't go to the gym, he didn't exercise, he worked like physical labor. Uh, so, I mean, he was definitely 
burning a lot of calories and lifting stuff and so forth, but he wasn't like going out of his way. He didn't exercise and didn't go for runs. He didn't do any sort of testing on his hormones or blood or any of this kind of thing. And so there, he was operating completely in the dark. He didn't know anything about what was happening in his body. And of course, if something was going on below the surface under the hood, it was going to end up showing up in symptoms. And a lot of the time that's like past when you can really make a change. So the reason I'm sharing this with you is because as soon as I started making money in my business, I knew in my mind that I wanted to invest into understanding my body, understanding what was going on under the hood. And that's why I'm such a huge health advocate now. My primary business is in the health and wellness space where we're dealing with water. It's 70% of the health equation. And that that's really important to me. And then at the same time, we eat the healthiest foods. We read labels. We avoid junk as much as possible. I mean, don't get me wrong. We don't have a perfect diet where we never have junk food or fast food or restaurant food or whatever, but it's very minimal. And even there, we're investing in, in higher quality foods, going to higher quality places and all of that. You know, we eat grass-fed organic foods, organic everything, and we just really take care of ourselves. We exercise every single day. Uh, we're active as a family and we're willing to go and find out the information around like what's going on in our bodies, DNA, blood, stool, all that kind of stuff to do our very best to know what's really happening in our systems. And a lot of that has to do for me personally, because my dad did the opposite. And so I could do the same as him, which is what a lot of people do and not care. Don't read labels. Don't eat organic drink a lot, don't go get testing done. And that's literally, in my case, would be the exact same thing my dad did. And I would just repeat the past into my life and then pass that on to my children. When my daughter was born, she was almost born, she was six months old, I actually had this moment of, oh my gosh, I am repeating what my dad did. I wasn't training, I wasn't working out, I didn't have a strength and conditioning coach. I was making excuses about lifting weights. And my daughter was a few months away from coming into this world. And I had that moment of like, oh my gosh, if I don't make a change now, then I will continue to fall into this trap of I'm too busy. I don't have time. I'll do it later. I'll do it tomorrow and so on and so on. And so that was a huge driving force for me. And at the time when I told my wife, I'm hiring a strength and conditioning coach, she was like, now, are you serious? Like we're going to be in over our heads when the baby's born and it's going to be like 24 7 full time etc i'm like i understand where you're coming from she's like you didn't do it this whole time like why now and i'm like because if i don't do it now then it's going to be an even easier cop-out excuse to not do it for another year two years three years or potentially ever and fall into the dad bod trap and the excuse trap and all that and so i was like no i'm going to do it now it's an hour a day and the rest of the day, I'm available for parenting stuff, being a dad, helping you, whatever the case is. And she's like, okay, fine. And it was the smartest, best decision that I made for myself and my daughter and my wife and my family in a really long time because I prioritize myself first, first thing in the morning. And then it sets me up for success the rest of the day. I've lost like 40 pounds. I'm stronger than ever. I look great. I feel great. I'm healthy. I got all my biomarkers, all my testing done. Everything's checking out to be like I'm in optimal health and vitality, right? So that's one example. So for you, were your parents 
a sign of health and wellness and fitness? Were they in shape? Did they have low body fat percentage? Did they go get testing done? Did they take care of their bodies or not? Because if they didn't, are you? Because most likely you aren't also and not even realize it just because it was never in your awareness. What you saw growing up did not show any signs of health, fitness, just like for me. And so you have to decide, are you going to repeat your past or are you going to transmute it and turn it into your power and actually become the opposite of what you've known, right? And then another major one is around money and time. These are the two major excuses that everybody has. If you pay attention to conversations with other people and they're not making enough money and their mindset is around lack and scarcity, every five seconds, there will be some kind of comment around money. And, I, and I, once you become aware of this, it's actually quite annoying to be around a lot of people or like majority of people because you can't like unhear it. It's just money, 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 money. You can get a deal. You should buy this. You should start this business. You can make more money. Be so smart. It's constantly every single thing that could be talked about in just regular life somehow comes back to money. It's so expensive. You know, talking about celebrities' money, talking about this person's money. It's just money, 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 right? And when you notice it, you're like, oh my gosh, this is such a lack and scarcity thinking. And you can tell how much money as a topic is dominating this person's mind. It's on their mind constantly. That's why it's going through this money filter. And then at the exact same time, you're going to get the people who don't have time. I can't because I'm working. I can't because of this. I'm so busy. I'm running around. I got so much stuff going on. And a lot of what happens with those types of individuals is that they were programmed and conditioned when they were young that their parents were always busy, right? It was this this pride of hard work and busyness, but that doesn't actually make you productive and it doesn't make you necessarily happy. Being productive does give you purpose and it does feel really good. But if you're always constantly busy, it's like you don't have time to think, you don't have time to breathe, you don't have time to like integrate stuff and, and, and take a pause and just kind of see what's going on around you. And people are moving at too fast of a pace that it's almost like they're rushing to get to the finish line, but the finish line is when we die. So like you're literally rushing and being busy to go and die. That's what is actually happening. But a lot of the time, people don't realize that they're doing this because they're like, I got to be busy. I got to work long hours. I got to make more money. I got to pay my bills off. I got to put money in the savings. And just rush, 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 not realizing that they're rushing out of the joy and the season that they're in. And the thing that is really eye-opening is that your energy, your vitality, the age that you are right now, some of the things that you're capable of doing is not forever. And in the moment, we don't think about that. And I'll give you an example. So right now, if you're a younger age demographic, you have the ability where you don't have pain in your body, okay? You don't have knee pain, back pain, joint pain, uh, arthritis, so on and so on. And so you literally have the ability to get up right now off of your seat, or maybe you're at the gym right now or going for a walk or something like that, but you have the ability to run, okay? If you're, you know, disabled or whatever, then then that does not apply to you in the same way. But if you're just like not disabled and you're able to not have pain, you're not injured, you have both arms and both legs, etc. You have the ability to run. But how often do people run? So you have this skill, you have this ability to move your body in this way. 
to run, to go outside for a jog, to go to the track and sprint, to just exert maximum energy and force on your body because you can. But often people don't. They sit around on the couch. They don't move their body. They don't lift weights. They don't really test what they're physically capable of. Okay. And, and at the same time, they're so busy. They're busy with this. They're busy with that. They got to watch every single show on Netflix. They got to do this. They got whatever. And then one day, you get the knee pain, you get the arthritis, you get the, you know, you, you become older and some of the stuff starts to set in, father time starts to set in. And then you want to go for a run, but you can't, you take a couple strides and then, ah, ah, you throw out your hips or you, you bang yourself up or you get exhausted or you're winded or something. And you're like, I actually can no longer run. And you see some of these elderly people out in public and they, they got hunchbacks and they got these handheld things to like assist them with walking and stuff like that. But like, I'm sure a lot of them think back, man, if I could just run again, if I was young enough to go for a jog, to go for a hike, to lift some weights, to, to use my body in this way, man, that would be amazing. And I would do that. Okay. So this is just an example. And so money and time are often these major diseases of our life because we let them rule us. The lack of money, the lack of time. This is why I'm so passionate about my podcast and about what I do in my business and my mentorship and my coaching is to me, I feel like freedom is the ultimate currency, which is what I talked about in the, in the last episode. And inside of this concept around freedom, it allows us to make sure that we are not repeating the same patterns from the past. And so I think it's so important for you to look at your relationships and be like, how similar is my marriage? How similar is my relationship with my children to what my relationship was like with my parents, what my parents' relationship was like with each other? Does that make sense? So you're actually auditing how similar is it and looking at it and going, are there similar tendencies that are negative that are happening again? And I'm just not doing anything about it. I'm not learning about it. What about with money? You know, when you were a kid, what were some of the things that your parents said to you about money? You know, we can't afford this. It's too expensive. Put that back. Blah, 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 blah. You, you only got like a toy or a gift on maybe a special occasion or a holiday, so on and so on, right? There's so many different nuances we can get into. But now are you saying the same thing to your children in those same environments? Because that's what you know. What about holidays? What about vacations? What about quality time together? How are you acting? And so the overall message here is there's two sides of this. The first side of it is looking at what were your voids that you wish you had more of when you were a kid, right? Were you really wishing for more quality time? Were you wishing that, you know, money wasn't such a stressful thing for your parents? You know, did you wish that you had more holidays and epic experiences of doing something new? Did you wish that you were able to be in more sports or music or arts or activities that you were passionate about because you wanted to get better? You wanted to explore, you know, what were those types of voids in your life? And then really analyze like, okay, what were some of the beliefs that I was taught in different aspects of, of relationships, health, fitness, money, investing, saving, traveling, holidays, all these types of things. And then look at that. Is that still what you believe today? Are you repeating the past over and over and over again in your current reality? Because if you are, that's a huge opportunity for you to double down 
and actually start to make those adjustments, make those pivots. Because one of the things that I see a lot in what I do with my Diamond Life Mentorship Program is that people start to make a new decision. As an example, they grew up in a, in a family of a nine to five type of schedule or job, or maybe their parents were always working, et cetera. So now they've started a freedom-based online business. However, they are not able to have results in their freedom-based online business because simply investing in a business opportunity isn't enough for you to see results. You have to shift your identity. You have to shift what you believe. You have to have a completely new mindset of someone who's an online business owner, entrepreneur, rather than an employee or someone who's self-employed from the cash flow quadrant. That identity and that growth, that evolution of how you see things, what you prioritize, what's important to you is different than what you grew up with. And so until that transformation truly happens in your mindset and your beliefs and your values around how you're showing up, that's still not going to be successful because you're applying a framework, you're applying a mindset of an employee who works really hard, who's never around into this business that you're trying to get off the ground and be successful. And those two things are not a match. And that's why we always talk about the personal growth being so important for you to actually be able to have success in the business side of things, right? So these are some things that you need to ask yourself. And the final piece is, okay, so if we don't want our past to create our future, then the real question is, if you identify who your parents were and who you used to be also personally, you have to take full ownership and responsibility of everything in your life, good and bad. You can't choose when you take responsibility, right? Sometimes people want to take responsibility for the good things that happen, but then they don't take responsibility for anything that negative happened to them. It was like, oh, it happened to me. And I had nothing to do with that. I was just a victim and uh, I was in the wrong place at the wrong time and all this kind of stuff. And it's very disempowering to believe that. You need to actually flip it around and go, what could I have done differently? How could I have handled the situation better? How could I have prevented it? How could I have um, seen what was coming, et cetera, et cetera. And of course, there's always going to be certain aspects of things that are like a bit of a surprise or uncalled for, but we still need to take full ownership of everything in our lives, good and bad, because then we're in an empowered state to actually be the creators of our reality as opposed to everything just kind of happening to us, right? So then we need to look at who do we want to become that resembles, that is a good indicator of creating a future that I could be proud of, that could be really fulfilling for myself, for my children, for my, my spouse, my family, my community. And what do those character traits actually look like. Take a piece of paper, right? First, the first exercise from today's episode is make a list of all the things that you're proud of yourself for at one point or another. It could be accomplishments. It could be things that you you did the right thing where like, let's say you found somebody's purse and had a bunch of cash in it and you went out of your way to like return that to the rightful owner. You were a good, kind human being that did the right thing. That's just an example. You could have got the job, got the girl, got first place in some sports tournament. There's so many things that you can put on there that you're like, I'm, I'm really proud of myself for that. Like I showed that I am capable. I showed that there's a lot of potential in myself and what I, what I can accomplish and so on and so on, right? It doesn't have to be all accomplishments and achievements, but there's probably quite a few things that you've 
not thought about, you've not focused on, you've made it feel as if it's not a big deal and it's irrelevant when it actually is a really big deal. It's like a resume of you being your best self, right? So making a list of that. Then the next exercise that I want you to do is if you could literally reimagine who you are from a level of character traits, something that you admire in others, that also exists within yourself. It is most likely something you can develop in some capacity. Of course, you also have your natural God-given abilities and strengths that you're good at, that you're passionate about, which is more like your purpose in this life to grow and really cultivate those areas where like, I really love X, Y, Z. You know, for me, I love speaking. I love inspiring. I love leading people. I love changing people's lives. I love showing them how to create freedom and coaching them past some of their own blocks. These are all things that I really love to do. So I'm continuing to put in energy and put in effort to improve in those areas. And after that, once you identify the identity and the character traits of who you want to become to create a brighter, more amazing diamond life future for yourself, the next piece is what are the habits? What are the daily method of operation that this individual would do for you to be a healthy person? for you to look your best, feel your best, feel good naked when you're, you know, after you're exercising and all this, what does that look like for you in your day-to-day -day life? What are you doing every single day to make sure that that is part of your routine, part of your habits to create that identity? So if you used to be unfit or overweight or fat or whatever, sick in the past, that doesn't mean you have to be those things for the rest of your life. You can have that transformation. If you were broke and struggling financially and in debt, or maybe you still are right now, that doesn't mean that you have to be broke and in debt and struggling for the rest of your life. You can change right now. You can start making new decisions and new choices that leads you to a much different future than your past, okay? And, and then same thing when it comes to your relationships and your family and your quality time and your level of freedom and what you prioritize to be important for yourself. Just because you've always done it one way doesn't mean you have to keep doing it that way, right? The only constant is change. Things are always evolving. Things are always changing. But are you? Are you changing? Are you growing into a more positive version of yourself? Or is it just super predictable like, oh, yeah, Balaj is just Balaj. He's always been Balaj. He's never changed. He's never gotten better. He's never improved. And that for sure is not true about myself personally. Make sure it's not true about you as well. And then lastly, you know, it's like, what are you committed to long-term to ensure that you're giving yourself a long enough runway to become this individual? Because it will take time. It's not an overnight transformation, right? My coach, Chris, he talks about, there's this phenomenon with the 666 rule that you need to literally be able to overcome six days, six weeks, and six months of resistance to any new thing that you're trying to become. So if you're wanting to get in shape, for example, you're going to be gung-ho and inspired and super jacked up for the first six days. And then there's a huge likeliness that you fall off. You're sore, you're tired, you binge eat food, you fall off track with your diet. And so the first six days is a really big test. Now, if you get past that point and you bounce back or you don't fall off track, it's like, awesome. You keep going, you keep going. You're in four weeks, five weeks. You're like, man, I got this. I'm, I'm a new person. I've transformed. 
I'm never going back to who I used to be. And then the six week mark comes and it's another major test. And the reason why that usually is a test is because every six weeks, approximately there's a holiday, there's a long weekend, you're meeting up with your friends, you're watching sports, you're doing something out of the very controlled environment that you're setting yourself up for this success for six weeks. And then something happens, a holiday, a long weekend, something out of the, the usual and that really tests you and brings you back to what's comfortable of the old you. And then if you manage to get through that, then the real test of mastery where that habit has been dialed in and it just becomes a part of yourself and you really don't even remember, I guess, of who you used to be and how you used to show up happens at the six month mark. Okay. And so once again, giving yourself the grace of six days, six weeks, and six months in anything that you're trying to change and become is super critical. And even then you've only made it out of like the first six month window. And it takes years and years and years and years to leave your old life behind. And I remember I was talking to one of my coaching clients a while back. And I said, if you've been going the wrong direction in your life with your finances, with your relationships, with your health and fitness, whatever the category is, if you've been going the wrong direction for years, then how can you expect to go the right direction for a shorter amount of time and be ahead, right? Quite literally, if you were driving a car and you were on a highway going east for like a month or six months or a year or, or years, and you realized all of a sudden, wait a second, I'm going east, I'm going the wrong way, and you turned around, what would need to happen for you to get back on track? Well, you would need to travel the correct direction for the same amount of time, the same amount of distance as you went the wrong direction, just to get back to break even, just to get back to the starting point. And so when we look at our lives, when we look at our childhood, when we look at a lot of the traumas that we've experienced, you know, the bad relationship with money, the poor mindset around certain things, if we've been doing that for 10, 15, 20 years, we need to get back on track, go the right direction, and be willing to commit 5, 10, 15, 20 years to go the right direction. Now, of course, you can have a transformation faster than that. You can start getting results faster than that. You can start making money and having more freedom and quit your job faster than that. But it's the mental shift, the mental commitment of like, man, I was going the wrong way in terms of what I want to create, in terms of who I believe I am or what I'm capable of. I was making excuses. I was playing small and so on. I don't have to be this person anymore. But you better be committed long enough to basically reverse the damage, reverse the disempowering way you were living your life for long enough. And then what will happen, which is so beautiful, is that if you plant your flag and you look at the long term of 10, 20, 30 years, like I'm never going back. You know, I'm never going to be the person who wasn't exercising and eating healthy ever again. That's no longer who I am. My identity has shifted. So for me personally, I know for the rest of my life, I'm going to value health and fitness, eating organic grass-fed food, uh, taking care of my body, exercising, all those things forever. I'm never going back to the mistake that I made when I was first building my business and putting my health and fitness on the back burner. And then same thing when it comes to finances and same thing when it comes to freedom and quality time and choosing my family first as opposed to my business, as opposed to making money and so on. You have to be willing to make this shift in who you are and your identity permanently for life. And then what will happen 
is your past will not dictate your future. Your past will just be an example of the growth that you've experienced, who you once were, so you can never forget where you come from and go, man, that's crazy. I grew up in such a different environment than the one that I'm committed to creating for myself today and for my family into the future. And then, my friends, you're going to have the most beautiful, compelling, inspiring example as a story for other people because you're going to be able to take your mess and turn it into your message. You're going to be able to take your pain and turn it into your power and transmute all of that into a beautiful diamond life. And that's what I wish for you, my friends. So remember, it's up to you what you create for your future. And your past is no indication of who you truly are, what you're capable of, and what you can make happen. All right? Take care, my friends. I can't wait to see you on the next episode. Bye-bye. I hope you found something useful here to help you unlock more freedom in your life. We're just getting started. So if there's something you want to hear or a guest you want me to have on the podcast, shoot me a message at the Diamond Life Mentor on Instagram and let me know. You can discover incredibly helpful resources and more ways to build your diamond life now at my website, bellagewcardos.com. At the end of the day, this is all about bettering yourself and helping others. So if you think you can help someone else by sharing this podcast, that would be the ultimate win for me. And of course, subscribe so you don't miss the next one. Appreciate you. Thanks for listening.